Ready? And go. Hey, this is Kate Stalter of BetterMoneyDecisions.com. You are listening to Jeff Smith on Vroom Vroom Veer. Very well done. I like the way you enunciated, too. Done a lot of radio. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> done a lot of radio. Yeah. That's great. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go away and I'll be right back. Okay. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Bomb. Thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? I am so excited to be on Vroom Vroom Veer. I can't wait to do the show with you, Jeff. Good. I think we're going to have a good time. So you are Joe Affelbaum and you are of Ajax Union and you also have a cool looking podcast called CEO Mojo and, uh, and you've got your yes. own website, joeaffelbaum.com. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you're most excited about today in your businesses. I am so just excited about everything that I'm doing right now. I'm excited about helping B2B companies with sales teams generate more leads. I'm excited about the new technology I'm launching called B2BX, where we help people that have B2B companies be able to see who's on their website without their leads ever reaching out to them. So we're 10xing the leads that are going on their website. But what I'm most excited about is me being able to support and help people while I'm growing my business. I had a conversation today with a sales rep that recently started working for me. And he told me he's 41 years old and he's really been beaten up his whole life. And we're having this conversation about his attitude and what it takes to be a successful salesperson and what it takes to be a person in general. And he told me that naturally he has a fire under his belly, naturally. But after he got off the one-hour conversation he had with me, yeah. he feels like he has a fire under his ass. He's like, dude, <laughs> I am so pumped. I am so excited. And he's like, you know what it is? I said, what? He's like, it's your enthusiasm. It's your excitement about every conversation that you have, Joe. I can tell you're a 10 out of 10 with self-expression. And I tell people all the time, measure your own self-expression because if you're not self-expressed yeah. if you're holding back if you have a lack of power or a lack of freedom or a lack of self-expression in your life you're not bringing everything you have to offer to the table and as a result you're not living your purpose yeah you've probably been beaten down like that guy had been <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, life life can beat you. If you will let life beat you down, life will beat you down. And right. it's all in your head. You're going to say, oh, Joe, how is it all in my head? How is it all in my head? Because your head is head? a machine. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you why, Jeff. Because your head is a machine that interprets things. It's a statistical machine that will interpret things. And its goal and its primary goal, when I say primary, I mean prime primary right. goal is to make you survive right and sometimes it makes you survive at the cost of making you thrive i'll say this again sometimes your mind makes you survive at the cost of allowing you to thrive okay and that's a big cost because that's living instead yeah. of being afraid of dying Stop being afraid of living and live a little. Be yourself. Take a risk. Put your emotional self out there and take a social risk. So what if you look stupid? So what? Stop trying to protect yourself. There's yeah. no tiger behind you. It's your mother-in-law. <laughs> it's not a tiger. It's your mother-in-law. Be yourself. It's now, the neighbor. It's now, not a tiger. Now, Joe, you seem pretty confident, a pretty confident public speaker, but you weren't always that way, were you? I was not. I remember when I was growing my business, Google approached me and Google said, Joe, 
would you like to become a certified Google trainer? Right. And as a salesperson, I say, does that mean I get to stand in front of business owners and talk to them about marketing? And they said, yes. And then I said, yes, of course I'll do that. <laughs> Why not? I want more sales for my digital marketing agency. I need to get in front of business owners. Okay. So right. I they sent me a presentation. I do the training. I become a certified Google trainer. And then before the training, I say, I'm going to do something I usually don't do. I'm going to practice. Okay. And during practice, I froze. I uh, froze oh. and I said, holy moly, I cannot do this. I went to my partner and I said, dude, we're, we're calling it off. He's like, what are you talking about? 80 business owners are coming to see you at the Jewish Children's Museum in Brooklyn. <laughs> You're are, already booked. Paid, <laughs> you're booked. They each paid $80 to come show up. You wow. are going. Yeah. So I said, okay, I have no choice. I have to do it. So I went to my rabbi, asked for advice. I went all over the place asking for advice. And what so I you learned were just, was- you were just deathly afraid of public speaking at that point. I was deathly afraid, but I didn't have a choice. I had to do it. And what I learned was that in order for you to be successful at anything, number one is you need to have the right attitude. Okay. Number two is you need to learn the skill. And number three is you need to have the experience by practicing. Okay. And once you do that, people listen to me. They're like, Joe, you're a natural. You were born this way. You are a born public speaker. No, I was born shy. Right. I was born afraid. I, when I came out, I was crying. I was really? crying. Wow. Because the world is scary. Yeah. And I'm sure you were crying too. Babies oh, usually yeah. cry when they're. Yeah, I was. If they don't cry and they're coming out with a middle finger, I'd be shocked. That's scary. That is damn scary. That's, that's a, scary, a lot scarier. That's a scary baby. Sounds <laughs> like somebody listening to this. If they're a producer, they're going to make a horror movie with a baby coming out with their middle finger out or with a chainsaw. <laughs> I want to you know? see that. Uh, that would be scary. I don't know that I would want to see that. I like seeing comedy shows rather than horror movies. But, you know, so ultimately I was scared. I was I was deathly afraid of public speaking. And they say the average person is the only thing that people are more afraid of than death is public speaking. And right. the average person is afraid of getting in front of other people. And the question is, why? Why are people afraid? Why are you listening to this? Why are you afraid of public speaking? And it's not because you're not a public speaker. It's not because you're not a speaker. It's not because you don't have anything informational to share that's of value. Because if you're a human being, you have something that you've experienced that you can talk about. And when you're with your best friends, you're not shy. When right. you're with your best five friends, you're able to talk to them and you're not shy. So why when you're in front of a stranger or in front of a group of people, you suddenly lock up? And the answer is very simple. It's fear. Sure. And fear is not a rational thing. It's an emotional thing. Right. And it, there's no real reason why. It's just like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And it's unexplained. It's darkness. Right. It's the darkness you in feel our it. head. You and feel you know it. how you you're get rid of darkness? thinking about it. Yeah. How do you get rid of darkness? How do you get rid of darkness? You tell me. When you walk into a room and it's dark, what do you do to get rid of the darkness? Well, you could turn on a light. Turn on the damn light. <laughs> when you turn on the light, you know what happens to the darkness? It goes away. By itself, you don't have to do anything. And that's why in 2017, I came up with a quote. If you can distinguish it, you can extinguish it. If you want to extinguish like your fears, yeah. if you want to get rid of them, if you want to kick them out, all you have to do is distinguish what they are, explore them, rationalize them, wrestle with them. And it's scary to do that. Trust me, I've done it with many of my fears, fear of public speaking, fear of putting my face on social media, fear of listening to my own voice, fear yeah. of networking, fear of public speaking. But this time I did fear of public coaching. Like public mm. speaking is one thing. Right. Can you imagine if you get in front of 50 people that are 100 times more successful than you yeah. and have the audacity to say, hey guys, I'm going to coach you now. Right. Publicly. On the fly. And that's what I recently did in New Hampshire. They asked me to be a motivational speaker. And I was like, me? Motivational speaker? I'm a speaker. But, you know, I'm an expert at marketing. I can talk about networking. I can talk about sales. I can talk about digital marketing, SEO, up the wazoo. Motivational <laughs> speaker? Who am I to motivate successful people in a hotel? People that have made eight figures plus in their life. And mm. they put me in front of them. And I said, you know what? This is a fear. I know that I'm scared, deathly scared of public coaching. I'm going to do this anyway. Mm. I'm a daredevil with my emotions. I'm a daredevil now with my fears. Put me in front of 50 people and I'm going to live coach them. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start live coaching people on Facebook. So I recently started live coaching people on Facebook as well. Random strangers. I said, any problem, anything that you have in your life, tell me right now. And I'm going to, you don't have to say who you are. 
I'm going to anonymously coach you. And then I'm going to make a podcast called The Breakthrough Maze, which hopefully I'm going to launch, launch next week, May 1st. I want to launch it on iTunes called The Breakthrough Maze. I hired an audio engineer and I started live coaching. So I'm super excited about overcoming fears. Public yeah. speaking was a big challenge. And as a result of me overcoming my challenge of public speaking, now you can hear me. You can hear this developed talent, which I know was experience and skill and attitude. I had the attitude that I was going to overcome and distinguish my fears. I had the skill, which I learned through going to classes, workshops, speaking to mentors, listening to other speakers. And then I had the practice, the experience to fortunately train over 10,000 business owners on behalf of Google over the past five years. So I've got a question for you. Does the fear go away? Does fear, does darkness go away? Does That's that, a really when, when, great Just question. when you're, when you're now, right now that you know you do it, right? Um, even just as for, for public speaking gigs, you still feel afraid, right? Well, well, what you feel is different than afraid. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I stop my mind from going on and on, from racing. Right. Right. Okay. Do you have any idea how to do that, Jeff? No. So somebody said, how do I stop my mind? I'm laying in bed. I'm trying to fall asleep. I don't know how to stop my mind. I'm racing and racing and racing and racing and racing. It doesn't stop. Okay. What do I do? How do I stop it from racing so I could finally go to sleep? And I said, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with your mind from racing. I, I, have said, a couple have I have a couple of tips that I've been trying that work pretty good, but I want to hear yours first. I said, I said, I said, have you tried to count sheep? They're like, are you crazy? Why would I count sheep? Right. I was like, you're not into sheep? Well, I said, the reason why you would count sheep, because it kind of sounds like sleep. So uh, sheep, sleep, whatever, you know, you count sheep. So they're like, no, I don't try to count sleep. I can't count sheep because my brain is so busy racing. Okay. So I said, can you observe your thoughts? Ooh, they're like, what are you deep. talking about? What, that? Right. what does I was that like, mean? Like, what does it mean to observe thoughts? I was like, okay, watch this. I said, say hello in your head. And they're like, why would I do that? I was like, okay. I said, say hello in your head. Can you control your head enough for you to say hello in your head? You have that much control over your head. They're like, I won't do it. I was like, okay. Well, you're obviously. <laughs> I wonder. There's obviously something. Yeah, there's obviously something wrong with you. Like you don't trust me enough. Like, could you please do me a favor and trust me? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hypnotize you right now. I don't even have the skill to hypnotize you, and I'm not interested in learning the skill to hypnotize. I just want to bring out a point. So do me a favor and say hello in your head. They're like, all right, done. I said it. Okay, now I said, say it louder. Like, okay. I said it louder. I'm like, so scream it in your head. Go. So, so they did it. And I was like, did you just observe yourself screaming hello in your head? They're like, yeah. I was like, okay. The same way you observe screaming hello in your head, like, observe your thoughts, but right. don't feed into them. Right. Don't feed into them. You are not your hello. You are not your opinion. You are not your feeling. You are the observer of that that happens in your head. And if you are the observer, then you can fall asleep because it's just kind of like the air conditioning noise in the background. Which helps. Like if you listen, yeah, if you listen right now to the air conditioning and you start noticing the sounds that you typically don't hear that you're tuned out to and you tune into those sounds, and you start noticing them, you'll realize that now you're noticing sounds, and that's pretty annoying. Now you can't not hear the sound that you're noticing. <laughs> right. Whether it's the little buzz, whether it's the little guy beeping outside, or it's the ambulance, or, or right. it's the train, or whatever it is that goes by, the airplane, the cockroach under your feet, whatever it is that you like listening to, <laughs> whatever it is that's going on around you that you tuned out, and now I tuned you back into that. So I'm not saying stop the, your, the noise because you can't control the airplane. I'm right. just saying get used to listening to it so that you can tune it out. Okay. That makes sense. Change the channel. Change yeah. the channel. Start counting sheep. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's move on to uh, a little bit about you and, and losing weight because I know you've got a good story as to how, I think you said you lost about 75 pounds. So before we yeah. get into the, the how yeah. you feel now, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, can you, can you give us a, a, a feeling of now that you've lost the weight, 
you have a little better perspective of what it felt like to have the weight on. Because when you're when you're 75 plus, you think that's your normal, right? So but now when you feel how you feel now compared to what you felt like then, wh- what do you know about what you felt like then now? First of all, first of all, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to tell myself, I'm not the type of person that does push-ups. Okay. Now, I challenge you, if you don't do push-ups right now, and I challenge you to try to do a push-up right now. I can do And if you can't right do now. even one, you can do one push-up, right? And yes. are you 80, 100 pounds overweight? Am I 100 pounds overweight? No. 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 I, how much overweight are you, approximately? Uh, like everyone's a little. Yeah, uh, let's see. Maybe 40, 50 pounds overweight. Okay, so if you are 50 pounds overweight, I want you to take an additional 50-pound vest, put it on, yeah. and tell me if you can still do that push-up. Right. I don't know. I don't have one, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. So yeah. if you took a 50-pound human being and put it on your shoulders and you tried to do a squat and you couldn't do a squat, how do you expect somebody that has double the amount of weight on them be able to do a push-up? Right. It's true. You're so pushing way more than you need to push up. Right. So I'm pushing up 100 extra pounds or 75 extra pounds. I'm pushing up a significant amount of more weight. So think about every time you're going upstairs, you're taking two overweight suitcases around with you. That's a lot of baggage. Yeah, no doubt. So how did I live my life with all the baggage? Because, you know, ultimately we all carry around baggage. Some of us carry around emotional baggage. Some of us carry around physical baggage. Some of us are hoarders. We like to hoard food in our throat, yeah. in our bellies. Yeah. You know, we like to hoard, we hoard things and we hoard things because we're afraid that if we don't hoard things, that we will somehow not be able to, to live our lives. We're not going to be able to have that abundance. We're not going to be able to have that freedom. We're not going to be able to have success or whatever we call success. We're not going to be able to have love or whatever it is. You know, I, I was speaking to somebody about the people who binge eat. And the binge and purge. And, and and I was talking to a psychologist about that. I'm like, why? Why do people just eat? And it has to do with them feeling a lack of love. Wow. So sometimes they feel a lack of love in some area of their life. And, and this is how they feel full. They're empty inside. And they fill themselves mm-hmm. up. And then they feel guilty. So they vomit it. And it's a whole psychological thing. So eating has, for me, it was all about education. Okay. Like for me, I just thought, you know, eat as much as possible. I'm just a fat person by nature. I wasn't <laughs> always fat but i guess when when you're a successful entrepreneur and you could afford to buy whatever type of food you want and you just do the default that's essentially what happened i would just eat more and more restaurants and more burgers and more steaks and more whatever sure and before i knew it i started challenging myself and i started saying okay how do i take this to the next level and it was by me pushing myself and i couldn't push myself because i was too heavy to push myself and i didn't have the motivation to push myself and i didn't see a way out Right. I didn't have the strategy and I didn't know that sugar was bad for you. Sure. And I didn't know that flour was terrible for you. Right. And I didn't know that rice, pasta and potatoes just add weight without much value to your system. Right. I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know that. That's something I, I used to make fun of people and say, you eat salad. You're a lady. You're an idiot. <laughs> you should be you eating actually, yeah. burgers and fried chicken. Man animal. food. Man food. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. So these self-limiting beliefs that I had around food, that was the big, big thing. And the second thing was around exercise. Okay. I would say, I'm not a runner. I'm just not a runner. I don't run. You know why I'm not a runner? Because I'm a fat guy. And as a result, <laughs> I can't carry around everybody else's baggage while I run. Of course you're not a runner. You're barely a walker. Right. Put some. Put your, put your wife or your girlfriend or somebody on your shoulder or your husband on your shoulder and then say, okay, go for a walk. You'll be exhausted. You won't get very far. But you ate this person. <laughs> you ate your uh, a person's weight in fries. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so somebody told me. Somebody told me because uh, I have five kids, right? I'm married. Wow. I have five kids. I live in Brooklyn, and my kids are ten, eight, six, three, and now nine months, right? Uh-huh. So somebody said, take your last four kids, combine them into a ball. Put them on your shoulders and go for a walk and see what happens. That's how much I weighed. Wow. I take my four youngest kids, put them all together into a basket, put them on my back and go for a walk. No <laughs> wonder why I couldn't walk. <laughs> so what, what, sort of, uh, what sort of strategies did you use to lose the weight? Attention. 
Some people say I have ADD. And I say, of course I have ADD. I don't get enough attention. I have attention deficit. I do anything to make up for the deficit. Okay. So what did I do to make up for the deficit? I went to social media and I said, I will run one minute per like. Yeah, you see me, Mr. Fatty Fat Fat? I will run <laughs> one minute per like. Okay. And people said, oh, yeah? let me. I'm going to give you a like. And I had 10 likes. I got 10 likes. And I was like, oh, shit, I never got likes before. You know, mm. nobody ever likes my stuff. Right. I wow. finally got 10 likes. And as a marketer, I was like, oh, I got to play this. I got, I got, let me go for a run. Let me see what happens. I go for a run. I do. And the next day I get 20, then 30, then 40, then 50, then Whoa. 60. I was getting 70 likes and I'm running around the park doing seven. And I was exhausted. I was like, this energy is great. I love the attention, but it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I need to figure out how to cut the wheat, cut the sugar, cut the weight so that I can get more attention. Ah, and then I realized. Uh -huh. That, that the reality is I was suffering by being overweight. I was suffering oh, yeah. and I didn't know I was suffering. Just like when you have a fear and you don't know you have the fear and you're not self-expressing yourself, you're right. really suffering. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I you, you know, know, what, uh, what the, the thing that I was most aware of when I was, you know, eating food now, and I, I could tell stories about how, and this was just like not that many years ago when I was like really overweight and uh, really, you know, sick. It would be like, I couldn't like keep up with my wife shopping. I would be like, you know, walk a little ways. Oh, my feet hurt. Oh, my legs hurt. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. Oh, you know, I just want to like, and I was literally in pain. And I thought at that point, I thought everybody felt that way. Right. And now, yeah. now I, you know, I can walk an hour and, and go, yeah, I can take a little break and keep going, you know, because yeah. the and pain now, is gone. I, first, <laughs> yeah, pain yeah. is gone. And when the pain is gone, it's phenomenal. I used right. I once read that Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein wa used to walk for two to three hours a day to get his best ideas. Sure. So I said, oh, how wow. on earth, how on earth is he capable of doing that? How is on earth is he capable of walking so long? <laughs> right. right. Once I started doing it myself, I realized, oh my gosh, this is easy. You just have yeah. to do it. You just have to do it. If you do it, then it's easy. Well, after, you know, after you realize, I think you need what uh, a little bit of clarity, right? That there's reasons why you're, you don't want to walk and they're very good reasons because you're in pain. <laughs> yeah. Or because it's difficult to do or because you haven't done it before. Right. It just hurts. When you haven't done yeah. something before, it's very hard for you to know what it's like to do it. So you make assumptions Right. That I'm going to die if I walk. I told my mother, I said, Ma, I'll walk every day. She's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> if I do that, I will die. I was like, no, you're going to die if you don't walk. Yeah. No. I said, Ma, I, I said, Ma, you need to start drinking more water, Ma. She's like, why would I drink more water? I was like, because you're dehydrated. Because right. you drink one cup of water a day and you're dehydrated. And that's why you're overweight. And so she's like, really? Really? If I drink more water, if I drink as much water as you, if I drink a gallon a day like you, I'm going to drown. I was like, Ma, that's not how it works. I'm not telling you to put your head in the toilet bowl. I'm not telling you to just waterboard yourself in a gallon of water, which you can't. Have you ever tried to waterboard yourself with a gallon? It just doesn't work. There's not enough water to waterboard yourself. You'll just drink it up. Yeah. And you'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I Ma, it's a gallon. It's not 4,000 gallons. I'm not telling you to drink the ocean. Yeah. You get sick if you drink more than a gallon a day. Right. No. You know, you know I but think if you it, drink, that's it. I think it's it's more important to get off that stupid soda. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and that's the first thing I did. The first thing I did was I cut my, I used to drink six Snapples a day. Oh, my God. Six yeah, Snapples a worst. day, half a bottle of orange juice, like, you know, just like totally. And then I went to Diet Coke, which was just as bad. Right. Because I wasn't losing weight with Diet Coke. I was actually gaining weight with Diet Coke. And people think, oh, it's diet. There's no calories. Not all calories are created equal. Correct. That's true. So and people think, oh, the calories, calories are da, 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 whatever. Yeah. So water, water is neutral. Water right. doesn't really, water doesn't, doesn't make you gain weight. It actually makes you lose weight because when your body has hydrated enough, what happens is it starts getting rid of the fat that it's there to protect you from dehydrated state. Hmm. Because wow. it's hydrated, your your internal organs need hydration, and when it doesn't have hydration, it starts storing fat, so that 
because it doesn't have enough hydration, it needs excess fat to protect the organs because it's not, they're not hydrated. But if you're well hydrated, your body can get rid of the fat. And, and also, just by the way, the, one of the ways that you purge fat is through your urine, and people don't know that. Wow. I, no, that's the first time I've ever heard that. I pee a lot, yeah. so I'm peeing out a lot of fat. Good for me. Good. So keep <laughs> peeing a lot. The yeah. question is to pee or not to pee. That's the that's question. That's the question. Right? The, uh, yeah. the other thing I noticed, and you probably went through this too, um, when you were eating all those burgers and fries and maybe beer, maybe not, I don't know, but I was, especially right after I retired from the Air Force, I would get this food coma. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about? The food coma? Of course. Of yeah. course I would. Yes. And I remember how sick I used to feel after. Right. Like how terrible. Like, lack of energy, lack of power, fatigue. Like, yeah. like an insane, like, oh, nap. man, I'm so stuffed. I'm so tired right, right. now. I'm right. so, like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to, to eat. It's exhausting to live. Right. You know, but now when I have a salad and a piece of, a piece of grilled chicken or chickpeas or beans or whatever it is, like now I'm like energetic and excited and full of life and full of power and full of vitality. Yeah. And you can't you can't get that from the garbage food that cost fifty cents, the chemicals. Right. Right. You can't get that from the chemicals. The chemicals don't give you that. The chemicals give you pain and suffering. Right. And fat and Savings. <laughs> they give you the ability to save money while you get rid of your health. Yeah, that's save not, money while you get rid of your health. That's, that's not, not a, a good plan. It's not a good trade. No. Okay, so I, I know you're into a morning routine. So, what's your morning routine look like? For me, my routine is being proactive. Okay. My morning routine is being proactive. What does it mean to be proactive? That means planning the night before. So what, sure. time do you, what time do you go to sleep? Uh, like around 10. 10. Okay, 10. good. So 10 o'clock. What time do you get up? Uh, usually around 6. So you go to sleep at 10 and you get up at 6. Is that enough hours for you? Uh, usually, yeah. Awesome. So for me, what I need to do okay. is I need six hours of sleep. Six or seven and a half hours. So first I study sleep. So what does my morning routine look like? First make sure you have enough sleep. No, for sure. When you get I up like that. that that's, that's the first thing I say is like uh, your day starts the night before and making sure you get enough sleep. Yeah. So I, we're on the same page there. Right, yeah. so a lot of people are like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm exhausted in the morning. Of course you're exhausted in the morning. If you don't sleep enough, right. you're going to be exhausted in the morning. Yeah, it's it's a sure. natural thing that happens to human beings and if we don't sleep enough. Now the crazy thing, we're talking about mindset, the crazy thing is if you think you didn't sleep enough, you also will be exhausted in the morning. Right. Yeah. I'll yeah. I, I've had that. I've had that happen. Yeah. You think that, yeah, if you think that you, if you think that you're, you're tired, if you think you didn't sleep enough, you're automatically going to be exhausted. Interesting. That's just what happens. Yeah. So you go to sleep and you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be terrible tomorrow. I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm right. not going to get enough sleep. And then you go to sleep. Guess what happens when you wake up and the alarm goes off? You're going to feel like you didn't get enough sleep. You'll be like, oh my gosh, oh, I only had nine hours. I'm so tired. Uh, or you, you don't even know how long you slept because it didn't matter. The alarm goes off and you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know how much I slept. It didn't matter because when you don't measure it, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, oh, I have to get I'm dreading this. I'm so tired. So now yeah. you're tired because the last thought you had in your head was like, I'm so tired. I'm going to be so tired. I'm going to be exhausted. I hate getting up. I hate Mondays. I hate going to work. I hate blah, blah, blah. Right. So now you're beyond exhausted and because you're beyond exhausted you're just not going to have a good routine so you're going to be reactive you're like all right where's my coffee first you're like where's the snooze button then you're like where's my coffee <laughs> Why I need to get here yet. oh my gosh look what's going on in the news for me right. it's about getting up weighing myself looking at the time making sure i got enough hours being grateful that i got enough hours mm. jumping to bed making my bed you're making the bed. That's a big one. Making my bed. Because so you've I accomplished can, something. I'm ready for success. I already yeah. accomplished something. Right. Getting up the scale. 
smiling because I am still 75 pounds, 80 pounds down, getting my exercise gear on, which I put out the night before, drinking my apple cider vinegar with a cup of water. Apple cider vinegar and, and a cup of water. Cup of water, perky, perky, get ready, get a liter of water ready, stretch, go for a run, pray, journal, read, meditate, be creative, do my call with my admin, do my inbox zero, wake up my kids, get them dressed. Wow. Eat bre- you do, them, you do a lot before you wake up the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much time do you spend meditating? Like 10, 20 minutes? Yeah, 10 to 20 minutes, depending on the day, depending on what's going on in my life. Sure, sure. Yeah. And for me, it's about, hey, how do I, how do I take things to the next level? How do I make this even better? And how do I not feel guilty if I didn't have my ideal routine? Because this doesn't happen every single day like clockwork. Right. 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 Things happen. You got to go somewhere. You got to do something. You got to. You can't make it. Like sometimes you just don't make it. Sometimes it just doesn't happen, especially with kids, especially with vacations, especially with, you know, life throws things at you. Yeah. And when life throws things at you, that's just it just it just happens. You got to deal with it. Yeah. Right. You got to deal with it. You got to do it. And that's what happens. So. For me, it's like, okay, so life happened, and now I can't do this. So I'm not going to bend myself. Tomorrow's another day. Right. Yeah, and the, and I think no. it, it's important. I think you got the right attitude of not beating yourself up when you don't, you know, it's not like it's like, it's not the end of the one. world, right? <laughs> if you if you miss one of the people, things. I, said, I coach people, and I start with them, like, all right, Joe, I know about your famous morning routine. You read the Miracle Morning. You have this incredible routine. He's like, what do you think my routine should be? I was like, what is it now? They're like, I don't have a routine. I was like, come on. Everybody has a morning routine. Yes. Every human being has a morning routine. You just haven't distinguished what your morning routine is. And as a result of you not distinguishing what your morning routine is, you don't know what it is. And if you can't inspect it, how do you expect to improve it? Right. So figure out what it is so that you could improve it so that you could take it to the next level. Sure. And, and that's, that's where it all begins. It all begins with figuring out what your current state is. Yeah. And once you know what your current state is, then you could understand where you want to take it. Yeah. And then the question is, where do you want to take it? Do you want more energy? Do you want more freedom? Do you want more power? Do you want more self-expression? Do you want to be creative? Do you want to feel happier? Do you want to be more at peace? And depending on what you want to accomplish, set up a routine. Do one thing at a time. Don't implement it all. Pick one thing. If it's going to be journaling, do journaling. If it's going to be meditating, do meditating. If it's going to be stretching, do stretching. If it's going to be exercise, do exercise. Make the bed, make the bed. Make the bed, make the bed. Start one thing at a time, one habit at a time. A lot of people say, oh, I tried it. It didn't work. Well, you didn't pick one thing that you're going to do for 30 days straight and make it a habit. Yeah. You didn't do one thing for 30 days straight. You yeah. tried to do it all at once and it didn't work and you failed. My, my uh, I've got a buddy who is like, um, I think I want to say, well, he's got kids too, right? And uh, we worked together, you know, and he would always complain about how he could never remember to do anything in the morning. Right. So he would he would that was his chief complaint. We would be like at work and I'd be like, where's your USB stick? You need it for your job. And he's like, oh, man, I forgot it at home. And he would do this like several days in the week. You know, I'm like, you need to take that and put it in your truck or something. Yeah. Cuz you your yeah. your brain's not a firing on all circuits when uh, when yeah, you get listen, out of bed. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, re- I recently went to a, I went to go take an airplane somewhere. Yeah. And um one of the things that I saw the guy do on the airplane was have a checklist. Okay. And most people don't have a checklist in their life, but if it's life and death by hell or high water you're going to have a checklist. That's true. If you're in the hospital you know what saves millions of lives in the hospital? A checklist? Checklist, baby. Checklist. <laughs> right. So it was like a revolutionary concept in a hospital. Have a checklist. Why? Oh, shoot. I forgot to give him this medication, which if I don't give it to him, he'll oops, die. He <laughs> oops, mistake. Whoops. Can't press undo on death. <laughs> Checklist, baby. And if you live your life 
if you want to live your life like it's life or death, if you don't want to live a mediocre life, but you want to, you realize that you're living life once, have a checklist. Yeah, you know, and there's there's something even more powerful about writing a thing down. Even, you know, and I try to keep my checklist super small. You know, like it's it can only be the, the size of one sticky kind of thing. You know, and just tiny little things that I know I can do very quickly, right? Nothing make your difficult. Way right. Whatever it is, have a checklist. And once right. it's a habit, throw the checklist away and start a new checklist. Once right. it's a habit, you need a checklist. Right, right. The problem is, it's not a habit yet. And you're hoping that you can make it into a habit without having the support of a checklist. And that is impossible. Yeah. It's impossible no, to know what you need to do without, you know, you go to the store and you're like, oh, I forgot what I wanted to buy. Use a checklist. <laughs> That's great. Man. I love that. You know, all, all, the solution, all the solutions in life are simple. They're not easy. But, but they are simple. simple. That's true. That's true. Now, I, I saw I was looking at uh, some of your videos on. Uh, let me see here. What is it called? Uh, GrowTime.tv. Yeah. 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 And I like the one about um, how, what is success. So let's talk a little bit about what your feelings on success. So what does success look like? And some people say, oh, success is having a lot of money. I'm or like, okay. a beautiful wife with big boobs. So success is having love. Right. Right. Success is having love. You know, we tried the big boobs thing. It didn't work. (laughs) Okay. Right. And then I tried that didn't work. You know, I, I hired it and it didn't work or I bought the doll and it didn't work. I wasn't satisfied. (laughs) They're not as cool as you think. Yeah. I tried the virtual reality. Nah, I got sick of it. I got bored. Okay. We get bored. We get bored. That's true. So what, so what, what is, what does success look like? And a lot of people are very confused about what success is. They don't know what success really is. They're like, yeah, I kind of know what success is, but I, I'm not entirely sure what a success really mean for me. And so success is a very individual thing. Success right. is not like, oh, what is success? Yeah, of course, success is this. That's what success is. It's obvious. Everybody success knows that. Is. So th- it's, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's very individual. And su- what I consider success is setting a goal and hitting your goal. Okay. I don't care what goal is. I don't care what goal you set. You set a goal and you hit a goal. If you can set a goal and then hit a goal, that for me, that is success. So like write down, make make your bed and then immediately go right, uh, make the bed and then come back and then line out, make the bed. You've succeeded in making the bed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so whatever, whatever, yeah. What, you know, like for example, let's say you say, okay, I want to be financially independent. Okay. That's not a goal. That's not That's a goal. Wish. That's a wish. That's true. That's a wish. If somebody says, I want to be in love, that's not a goal. That's a wish. I wish I were in love. Right. I wish, I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a seven <laughs> taller. Whatever. Like, like what is, stop wishing. Right. Start, stop wishing and start drinking more and fishing. <laughs> We've already talked about when that because you piss out fat. Hydrated, you know, so set a goal. What does success look like? Success looks like being happy, having energy, having vitality, mm. being fully self-expressed, being mm-hmm. in the zone. Yeah. Success is like having peace of mind. Success is being, just being in the moment, being able to be present, stopping to worry about the future, stopping to resent the past. Yeah. That's what success is. Success is being able to wash a window with passion and be in the moment and enjoy it and say, this is why I was born. Wow. I like that. That's a good one. So success for you, you think you've got it. You're there. And the beauty is that you don't have to hit all your goals to feel fulfilled. You don't have to feel satisfied to feel fulfilled. You can right. still feel hungry and be fulfilled. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. You can still feel thirsty and feel fulfilled. So what is really, what is success? Success is up to you to define. Yeah, if you define, I agree. If you find success by somebody else's expectations, mm. when you hit so-called success, you will not be satisfied. Right. 
I guarantee you will not be satisfied. How many billionaires do you know that get married for the fourth time? Right, right. You get into that sort of like chasing the next too. the next thing, you know, and then right, so and you keep moving. You keep moving the the I'll be happy when meter down the road. Yeah. Somebody right. just walked by me as I said that and said, "I know too." <laughs> what? Literally. Explain, Somebody's like, "I know too." You know too what? I said, "How many billion?" Do you know that got married for the fourth time and they're still oh, unhappy? Okay, right? gotcha. And, and the, like, I know, I know too. <laughs> well, Donald Trump, is he a billionaire? Did he get married? How many times has he been married? I don't know. Right. You know, but he's just unhappy. That's separate. That's like a different thing. That's know? a like whole he, different deal, huh? He's just unhappy. Like it doesn't matter what, like he he's the president. He's like, ah, damn this thing, presidency. <laughs> <laughs> He's just permanent. Donald Trump is permanently pissed. <laughs> he's pissed. Yeah, I think I think he's a little surprised about uh, how much he can't do as president. He's like, really? I won. This is surprising. Right. Right. I won the presidency. How did yeah. this happen? No, I, yeah. As soon as he's gonna fire himself, like you're fired, and he'll just fire himself. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe and, and, you know if if they impeach him, he'll just fire himself. <laughs> Like you can't impeach me. I'm fired. That's right. I quit. <laughs> I quit. That's it. I'm done. I'm going to go back to my businesses. That's it. So, look, awesome. you know, ultimately, the question is, what do you want? Right. And that's really what it's about. It's really about what do you want? What do you want to create for yourself? And some people think, oh, I can't create anything. You sure can. Right. question is, will you? Mm. question is, will you? Yeah. Will you have the courage to dream? Will you have the courage to overcome the fears, the darkness? Will you have the wherewithal to stand back up when you fall down? Right. Do you want to? Do you want to live the life of your dreams? Or do you want to live the life of somebody else's dream? That's true. Because if you're not living your dream you're living someone else's dream right and when you sitting on your rocking chair at 80 years old asking yourself what is it that i want in my life what you're going to end up doing is either feeling incredibly happy with everything you did or regretting the things you didn't even try to do that's true that's true how many well books said. The greatest library in the world is a cemetery because people die without ever writing the books of their dreams. Let's not do that. Let's not die. <laughs> with our music still in us. With our music, with our books, with our art. Yeah. With the people that we love. Wow. It sounds like you're. Uh, if you are not motivated every single day, if you're not excited about taking your life to the next level, who's going to be excited for you? Who is going to create your dream for you? No one. You got to step into your life now because tomorrow might not happen. You're like, oh, someday. Someday's not a day in the week. Someday is, but someday is not. That's true. So whatever you've been putting off, today is the day you begin. And how do you begin? You begin by deciding and by committing. That's it. Decide is like burning the boats. That's it's true. It's like saying we're on an island. Right. Suicide. Decide now. It's your chance to make this life the best life ever because you don't get to do it twice. You don't. Right. As far as I know. As far as I know. Decide is, is a is a is a pretty cool word because I don't know if you know this, but it's uh it's derived from a, another word. It's either like, you know, one of those old languages like Latin. And it means it was uh, meant to cut. Like incise, decide, incisors. It's the the side part is cut. So when you when you decide something, you you're like Cutting off all other possibilities. <laughs> and when that happens, you get something called clarity. 
Yeah, clarity is beautiful. When you get rid of the clouds, when right. you get rid of the lack of confusion, when you get rid of the options, and right. you only have one way forward, and this is the way that you're going to take, and then yeah. what happens with clarity? Motivation. So true. And action happens yeah. after clarity. I was asking somebody recently, how do you get motivated? And they're like, clarity. How do you get clarity? Decision. How do you get decision? Well, commitment will get you to decision. Oh, interesting. How do you how do you get commitment? Awareness. Uh, it all starts. How with do awareness. you get awareness? Notice your a, thoughts. <laughs> a coach. What's that? I said, how do you get awareness? A coach, a, a mentor, coach. Oh, a book. Gotcha. How do you get that? I said, that's a random act of God. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. I like that. So talk a little bit about what your meditation is like. Is, do you do like a, a generic mindfulness meditation or something more spiritual? So for, so for me, it was for a long time, I was like, okay, this meditation thing, I'm trying to stop my my mind. I'm trying right. to stop my mind. I'm trying to stop my yeah, mind. Yeah, that's where people kind of get derailed is stopping your thoughts. My mind, right. I can't. I'm trying to think of one word and I have all these other words coming and I have a mantra and my mantra is not working. Blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. blah. I said, you know what? Stop, 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 stop. Meditation for me is about getting in touch with my body, with my mind, and with my spirit, which means slowing down, listening to the sounds around you, intentionally breathing, intentionally thinking about your body parts, noticing your thoughts coming and going, being still. Being still, being still, breathing. If you guys want to do a meditation right now, very simple. Sit down comfortably on a couch or on your favorite chair. Put your hands on your laps. Lean back. If you're on a train, you could do this on a train. If you're in a car, pull over. Please do not close your eyes while you're driving. Thanks. <laughs> and just softly look, into, look, look up ahead. Put your hands on your on your lap or wherever and just softly relax. Breathe slowly. And then slowly close your eyes and inhale from your nose into your stomach. And then exhale. And do it again. And then exhale again. And then inhale again. And then exhale again. And then count to 10. Let's just do this one time. One inhale. Two inhale. Three inhale. Four inhale. Five inhale. Six inhale, seven inhale, eight inhale, nine inhale, ten inhale, and then become aware of the sounds around you. Become aware of your head, shoulders, your hands, your legs, your legs resting, your feet resting on the ground. And then get back into reality. That's it. I mean, that was a little tiny meditation, but you know what? It felt like it was forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Yeah, and so it was, that, it's do, super do simple. Three minutes, super simple, super relaxing. Oh, you know, yeah. a lot of people smoke. A lot of people smoke. And if you're a smoker and you're listening to this, if you're a smoker and you're listening to this, you don't know what smoking is. You think smoking is an addiction. What are you really addicted to? Chemically, you're probably addicted to nicotine and the mm. habit and all that stuff. The reality is you're addicted to relaxing. I ask people, right. what do you get from smoking? They say, I'm relaxing. But why do people relax when they smoke? It's because 
They're inhaling. People, they're breathing people right. Are breathing, they're breathing <laughs> right. So if you've ever smoked, and I've smoked for many years, and so if you've ever smoked, you'll realize you take the cigarette, put it on your lips, and you breathe into your mouth, and then you take that and you put it into your stomach. So you're filling up the capacity of your lungs with air. It happens to be smoke and carcinated air or whatever, but it's air. It's oxygen, right? Yeah. So you're filling up your lungs with oxygen for the very first time, and you're like, oh, I'm not used to breathing because I'm so stressed out. When you're stressed, by definition, you're not breathing. Yeah. When you breathe, you're de-stressed. Mm. So for five minutes straight, you breathe instead of smoking, and you inhale and fill your lungs up completely the way you were taking a cigarette you would get a very similar buzz slash satisfaction of a cigarette without the cancer. I noticed something. uh, Yeah. 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 I noticed something. uh, Have you ever heard of Kundalini yoga? No, it doesn't really matter, but I did a Kundalini yoga session. Uh, and, uh, they also did what you were talking about. These like, um, these breathing exercises, right? And one of them was the retained breath. That's where you try to fill your lungs and uh, and then hold it and then and then take in a little bit more air and hold it. And I was like, wow, this kind of reminds me of smoking weed. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah. I wonder how much of smoking weed is just breathing. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Part of it's breathing. Part it's of it's lot. breathing. Part of it's like chemicals and your sure. THC definitely does something. Right, right. But breathing. Breathing definitely, you know, smoking is more than, than weed because weed, you just take one puff. You know, smoking, right. you're puffing for five minutes. Right. Yeah, weed you is know, a little bit different. It's, it's like a really like, a, you know, short term. But if you just do those retained term. breaths, you do get a little relax. Yeah, you get you a little get high, high too. Yeah. You get a little high and it's beautiful because, you know, you also get relaxed and you also get at peace and it's just a right. beautiful state to be in. Right. So, I have to I have to hop on a call at one o'clock, but I really appreciate doing this incredible. Yeah, I had podcast. a blast, Joe. This was fun. I had so much fun, and uh, anyone listening to this, if you want to find out more about me, about what I'm up to, go to joeappelbaum.com. Sign up for my weekly newsletter. Go to click on motivation to see my videos. I did over 365 videos, motivational wow. videos, in the past year. And I'm just constantly pumping out content, whether it's CEO Mojo or Grow Time or on LinkedIn or on Facebook. So connect with me on social media. And my goal is to be able to help add value to your life. I'm going to be coming out with a book soon called Average Joe to CEO, The Seven Stages and Seven Figures. So if you want to find out more about that, go to joeappelbaum.com, subscribe to my newsletter, and I'll be sending more information about that. And I'm going to be launching the Breakthrough Maze and a bunch of other things in the coming months. So I'm excited about this. I'm excited about being on the podcast. Thank you so much. And this has been a blast, Joe. Thanks so much. There. Yes. Yeah. Stay motivated. All right. Say, take it easy, brother. Thank you very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.